are now entering the Brooks. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello, you're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. Welcome to episode 101. Bum, and bum, I am your co-host, bum. yes, Kevin Held. And I'm the other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Well, now we just did 100 episodes, and now we're just going to keep going. Indeed. It works for me. I like it. How you doing today, Jason T. Gaffney? I'm feeling very Cruella. Oh, really? You're going to kill some dogs and wear no, them for she, a coat? She never actually does kill them, just for the record. She okay, says she's going to do it. but she feels like it, doesn't she? I'm just really fucking stoked about the movie that's coming out because I'm obsessed with Emma oh. Stone. Um, I adore everything she does, and it looks like it's going to be amazing. Okay. Well, then that's allowable. You don't feel like Cruella. You're just in a Cruella like watching mood. A little of both. A little of both, right? You don't. It should be noted that they, that Jason and Matt have no pets. And no, I think and we're I would never, why. I would never actually hurt a pet. Um, <laughs> I would like to wear like a fabulous outfit. I would want it to be fake, whatever it is. Though sure. I don't do any real live. You know what? Though to be fair, Cruella never uh, hurt or tried to hurt a pet that was her own, just other people's. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, we're just, we're, you're on, you're already on the FBI's watch list, and now you're kind of on mine, okay? <laughs> Jason T. Gaffney, Jason T. Gaffney, he's got a great ass. <laughs> <laughs> Get down on your knees. <laughs> oh. Wow, that's yes. Congratulations! I'm looking you just forward, created your own theme song. I'm, I'm looking forward to my residual checks as that goes uh, platinum. I'm looking forward to a residual sense of calm someday. <laughs> You'll never have it with me. <laughs> Not after that, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, it's that's nice. You're scary, <laughs> and uh, let's jump in. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, I wanted to get to the bright spot very much this week because we actually have two bright spots, and the two bright spots are Suzanne Brockman and Kathy Collins. That's your mother and my mother. We are recording this one day after Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. And our mothers are my bright spot. I don't care how cliche of a gay mama's boy I am. That's our bright spot this week. I love that. And I I co-sign this 100%. Fantastic. So a shout out to my mom, Kathy. I love you, and I, I'll just never, ever stop. I love that. And a shout out to my mom, Suzanne Brockman. I love you. And, uh, you know, Suzanne uh, actually listens to the show. My mom, not so much, because it's not quite her <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> I still love you, Kathy. Yes, I also love you. And uh, Suzanne, I love you for, for listening. I love you for giving us Jason, and I love you for who you are. Uh, and I'm also trying to constantly forget that you are listening, actually, to the show when we do things. <laughs> Jason T. Gaffney. Oh, yeah. Jason T. Gaffney. He's got a great your mom's ass. listening. Get down on your knees. <laughs> yes, I'm just going to sing louder. It's that you. was as weird for you as it was for me. <laughs> and yeah. Suzanne, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for facilitating this in your own son. 
Oh no, no. I'm not. She's 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 the kind of person who doesn't mind that at all, and that's she, wonderful. She knew what I was gonna be when she gave birth to me. I imagine. I imagine you came out singing, didn't you? It's like a lot of kids cry, but you actually hit a really nice sustained note. I was like, Jason, take off me. Jason, take off me. He's got a great sauce. <laughs> now you're singing about an infant you having a great ass. I had a great ass from day one, honey. C- congratulations. That's really, really disturbing. Hashtag proud of myself. Okay. You do you. Uh, I'd like to move on. <laughs> as, if, as if that didn't ruin my day enough, you have something that uh, you want to teach me about? Yes, I do. Well, then start. <laughs> my ass. I'm kidding. <laughs> Is a tragedy that we're exploring this week. I mean, my husband would argue it is a beautiful disaster. <laughs> a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? I guess so. Our favorite drink. Coffee? Comrade. Vodka? Battleship. Um, I'm, I'm very much in the Hunt for Red October kind of range. Are we exploring a Russian submarine or warship of some kind? That's sort of right. Wait, is it the is it the Cuban embargo? No. Well, okay, then I'll go back one to the Russian battleship. That's right. <laughs> Great. We're going to talk about the time that the USSR traded 17 submarines and several battleships to Pepsi to receive Pepsi. What? <laughs> oh, we we touched on this in the Pepsi episode, didn't we? Very briefly, I got to give a huge shout out to the amazing Mike Bowers for this awesome episode topic. Ah, perpetual friend of the show, Mike Bowers, who has recently removed himself from our weekly game nights. He'll be back. uh, For good reason. And I think that I'm about to do the same. No. (laughs) We had an epically bad night. I had an epically bad time last Thursday. (laughs) Everybody has an epically bad night one of these nights. (laughs) <laughs> I just need to I don't I don't know if the games we play are good for my mental state or my relationship. That's all. So sometimes have I have to take a step back and Mike, I respect your decision. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Before we get to the USSR trading warships with Pepsi, let's go back in time to the meeting of these two global superpowers, shall we? Oh, Pepsi's a global superpower now? I mean, let's be fucking real. All those I- Big companies are global superpowers now. It's true. They do have more reach than most countries. (laughs) All right. Even though we, the United States, were in a cold war with the USSR, occasionally people from- An ice cold, refreshing war from time to time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Back in the, uh, the 50s, occasionally people from Russia, or the USSR, would come to the West to exchange cultures, and the U.S. would go East, I guess, to show them their ideals as well. Cultural exchanges and such. Yeah. Chess players and, and people. Chess Ballet players, dancers yeah. And whatever, piano. I'm a chess player here to kick your red ass. Did you watch the... Okay, I'm just going to blow right past that. Uh, You're just obsessed with asses today. That's okay. That's fine. Every day. Uh, But um, did you see The Queen's Gambit? I have not seen it yet. Okay, see it. I know I need to see it. And then talk to me. Okay. I'm going to pause this now, and and then you can watch the whole thing and get back to me. I feel like that's not going to happen. Pausing. So how was it? I haven't watched it yet. (sighs) Pausing. It's good, right? 
I can't wait to watch it. <sighs> All right. I'm going to do the rest of this episode under duress. Just so you know. <laughs> Isn't that every episode? Yes. <laughs> but now you know it. Now it's, it's, it's explicitly stated ahead of time. It's never been a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, now you don't have my consent anymore to do this to me. <laughs> quote from atlasobscura.com. Quote, in the summer of 1959, the USSR held an exhibition in New York and the United States reciprocated. The American National Exhibition in Sokolniki Park, Ooh. Moscow, featured American products, cars, art, fashion, and an entire model American house. Wow. Also, I apologize to any uh, Russian individuals listening as I butcher or anyone words. who's ever been to Sokolniki Park. I don't even know if I said it right, so I have I have a deep sense of assurance that you didn't. I've okay, good. But so, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway you're this... an american not a damn russian so you're fine <laughs> this was... what are we supposed to learn their language please exactly yeah, so just look at our house and be happy yeah da, 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 da. it's a kitchen <laughs> this is called a ford <laughs> all right so this cultural exchange was such a big deal that major companies such as disney ibm dixie cup etc would have booths sponsored by them I love that Dixie Cup is in, like, the triumvirate of American companies. That's yeah. great. Disney, IBM, Dixie. <laughs> Dixie Cup's <laughs> like, hey, guys, you need a cup? Come get Dixie. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, we feel like the redheaded stepchild over here, but just try <laughs> drinking anything at a party without us. <laughs> They're like, I'm bigger than Lithuania. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you look down on me. My GDP is larger than Laos. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a great way to promote capitalist ideals in a communist land, after all. Great. Buy my cups. Sounds, sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I'm Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Not my best, Careful. I know. <laughs> Careful. We've, we've skirted with some copyright infringement. <laughs> I'm a computer, IBM. <laughs> You're clear there. You're in the clear. <laughs> so one such company happened to be Pepsi. All right. In the 50s? Yeah. In 1959? At, at, at its okay. cultural exchange. All right. I bet you didn't see that coming. I absolutely did not. I'm flabbergasted and blindsided by it, considering that we're talking about Pepsi for this whole episode. Exactly. The Pepsi booth was there, despite the fact that Pepsi's big bosses didn't want anything to do with the USSR. They were like, oh no, you will not have a booth. Not on my watch. No, no, no. So it was like a rogue Pepsi booth? Donald M. Kendall, who was in charge of the International Division of Pepsi, was like, but we need a booth. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just wrong. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to set up a booth, even though you've said no. Uh-huh. And we're going to have a booth. I he So he completely went around his bosses to do this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He like, ought to be fired, obviously. He was like, fuck you. I'm smart. Fuck you. And then he was <laughs> like, not only am I having a booth, I'm going. So this I'm going to go. This is amazing because he's probably going to be like the president of Pepsi at some time later in, in his life because of this. So he actually okay. talked to Nixon, who was the vice president at the time. 
and said in order for him to really have a reason to be there, that he needed to, quote, get a Pepsi in Khrushchev's hands. Okay. Like, the trip is unsuccessful unless they get a picture of Khrushchev with a Pepsi, drinking a Pepsi. Yeah, and I think it's Khrushchev. It's Khrushchev. Yeah, Khrushchev, yeah. yeah. Um, so Khrushchev... Nikolai, I believe, but I'm I not sure. I think so. I didn't put the first name in because I knew I couldn't say it. So Russian Premier Khrushchev. <laughs> yes. He okay. was, for those who don't know, he was a Soviet leader then. And, and he... he's a dessert topping now. <laughs> 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 he's like that chocolate that you put on ice cream that gets hard, the shell, the turtle shell <laughs> yeah, chocolate, totally. and you crack it. <laughs> I love how, like, Khrushchev is the leader of Russia in 1959. It's like, where is he now? He's fucking dead. That's where he is. I don't know where his life is. <laughs> I just liked how you emphasized the then part. <laughs> and then he died. So... <laughs> He's being led around the exhibit by Nixon, right? Nixon's like, let's go on a tour. <laughs> Sounds like Nixon. He was so, you know, outgoing and gregarious. <laughs> so they would have a famous kitchen debate at the ex- exhibition. That's where the kitchen debate happened? In yes. the actual model home kitchen? Yes. Cool. So cool. This was when they were debating the ideals of capitalism or communism in an mm-hmm. exhibit of the American kitchen. Got it. Okay. So, and Nixon won the debate by handing over a Pepsi. And Khrushchev said, I'm going to start peace talks right now. Not quite, but close. Oh, wow. After the debate was over, which I think both sides were like, we'll just agree to disagree, scum. <laughs> <laughs> This has been very enlightening, you capitalist pig. Uh, Thank you for, uh, I'm not a crook. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so after that was over, Nixon would lead Khrushchev to the Pepsi booth, right? I mean, okay. Can you see where this is going? Into Khrushchev's belly. So at the booth, Pepsi decided to make a symbolic gesture having two types of Pepsi. They didn't charge him. (laughs) (laughs) How kind. (laughs) Moscow. That's not a greeting. exactly. A gift from America. So here is a sugar bomb for your face. (laughs) Pepsi was like, we have Pepsi using, we have two times of Pepsi, one that we used American water and one that we used USSR water. Oh, So, American Pepsi and USSR Pepsi. Okay. (laughs) Sure. Oh, that was the gesture. I get it. So, did they have a bottling plant in in Soviet Russia? No. No, not then. So, how did they get water from Russia and make it into Pepsi? Did they take it from Russia to America and then make it there and then bring it back? Or did they have a mobile Pepsi... You know, manufacturing like a suitcase, like a nuclear football, but for Pepsi? I think that they were at the American version for this one. I don't know if they were in Moscow or in America because it was one in each, right? They still got Russian water. I want to know how they got the Russian water. I don't know. They went there and said, give me your water, bitch. And Russia was like, oh, no, take it. Uh, (laughs) You have guns and we don't. (laughs) So, all right. There's a famous photo now. Where Nixon watches as Khrushchev brings the cups to his lips. And while that's happening, Donald M. Kendall pours another cup of Pepsi for other people. So he got the picture of Khrushchev with a Pepsi. Correct. All right. And the Cold War is over. 
Wow, that's so cool. Well, I had no idea what that that was how the Cold War ended. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We're not quite done yet. Oh, oh. oh. Quote from atlasobscura.com. Quote: Khrushchev's son later recalled that many Russians first take on Pepsi was that it smelled like shoe wax. But oh, there was the USSR water one. <laughs> he added, "Everyone remembered it even after the exhibition was over." Fortunately for you, we Russians love drinking Shulvax. <laughs> Mary, bring me the Shulvax. I've had a rough day. <laughs> Who doesn't relax from a hard day working for the proletariat with a nice glass of Shulvax? I'm so glad you can do a Russian accent because I'm like, I can't. A oh, Muppet. you're sweet to think I can. <laughs> it's better than mine is. I'm like, hi, I'm Kermit. But I'm a Russian. (laughs) I mean, okay. It's better than yours. (laughs) So the simple photo would lead to Kendall becoming the CEO of Pepsi only six years later. Christ, I I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It was like, I, I you can't do that. All right, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. And then he's the president. I love it. It's like, you can't do that. I just did. You're the boss now. <laughs> well, now you know why I didn't want you to do it, because then you'd be my boss. Yeah. <laughs> Saw it, through him a ruse. So all the Pepsi people were like, it was great publicity after all. <laughs> Pepsi, so good, even the Russians will drink it. So good. So sweet. Soviet. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so angry at that, but I'm also really proud of you. <laughs> so it's the new, It was the Russian uh, tagline they had. And just like that, Mad Men was reborn. I love this. Also, okay. With this, by the way, we have now officially shit on Pepsi for two episodes, and I'm I'm here for it. Fuck Pepsi. <laughs> so, all right. You would think after that famous meeting and photo that Pepsi had an in with Russia, right? Well, I mean, it was in Khrushchev, at least. You'd be wrong. Okay, well, I, that's a common feeling for me, so <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> it would take a long time for Pepsi and the USSR to get into bed with each other, however. A lot of foreplay. In the 1960s, the U.S. and the USSR were really mad at each other, and Pepsi was like, I'm not going to get involved. Well, that's probably smart from, a, you know, international relations, or at least, <clears throat> or at least like, domestic relations point of view. Yes. So, in 1971, Kendall would get another chance at bagging the big game. <clears throat> I, there, that sounded gross, but it isn't. He's going to bag the big balls. <laughs> okay. Now that, thank you. You made it gross. Good job. <laughs> Jason T. Gaffey. Oh, I cracked on that balls. one. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I'm going through puberty again. Um, yeah, that was that was the version of your theme song when you were in puberty. <laughs> We've gone through your infancy, now your puberty. So, all right. At this point in 1971, Nixon is now the president. What a mess. Yeah, that's terrible. So Sad to hear it. But he managed to set up peace talks with the USSR somehow. Sure. Well, he called. Did he call? I don't know. I, I was mean... bored at this part of the story, so I skipped it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. The 
have gotten a room. Yeah, basically, they led to a giant conference, and Kendall was like, another conference for me to go to? Oh, my God. <laughs> I love a boondoggle. <laughs> I love a booth. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine from 1959 to 1971 the advancements in booth technology, too? I mean, he was just jizzing over this possibility. He's like, it not only has three walls now, now there's four with a door. <laughs> We're recreating the American kitchen in the booth. <laughs> Come in, make a pancake, and get out. Welcome to America. Have a pancake. Get out. <laughs> Have a pancake. Get diabetes and die on the way out. Well, it's basically the exact same message we're sending to immigrants now. Oh, boy. Well. Quote from businessinsider.com. Quote, Kendall managed to sneak a transistor radio shaped like a Pepsi can through security, and he presented the gift to Koizjin, who thought it was hilarious. Uh, the icebreaker proved to be the talking point Kendall needed. The next day, Koizjin gave him the green light to start negotiations to bring Pepsi into the country. A Pepsi-shaped radio is all it took? I just love the fact that, like, like, he could have smuggled a fucking weapon in there and killed the man. And they're like, well, this is great. I'm going to do negotiations with you, you creepy person who brought in an unclassified thing. But that's true. Here, here is here is a radio. Here is a radio shaped like a Pepsi can. It's definitely not going to record you in your secret meetings. Definitely not. <laughs> ah. Nixon was like, "Here's the plan, Kendall. I am not a crook, but you will but bring I a can. Spy. <laughs> I'm gonna spy on everyone, including the Ruskies. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're gonna spy on anybody, it should be them, right? <laughs> so, because of this success. Kendall was able to barter a deal with the USSR and in 1972 would make a deal where only Pepsi would be available in the USSR. Wow, they outlawed water? Well, no, but I'm talking about <laughs> soft drinks. You're allowed to have you're still allowed to have any Russian beverages plus Pepsi. Yeah. And Got this it. would be in effect until my birth year of 1985. God, really? Yes. So for 10, 13 years. 13 years this would be Sorry. in effect. You're sweating. You did you did math for a second and you're fucking sweating. I don't now. do math, all right? <laughs> I do ass. <laughs> Jason T. Gaffney, he doesn't do math, <laughs> but he's got quite a sensuous ass. Yes, yeah, the sequel song. Mm-hmm. That's the one that we wrote for you. Oh, good. I like that. So, according to the New York Times, this would be the first capitalistic product that people in the USSR could get. Wow. Well, I see I see now how Pepsi survived the 80s. That's good. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you know, the USSR was not a capitalist nation. So, I, their in money... In fact, do know that. I don't know a lot, but I know that. Their money, or rubles, as they are called... <clears throat> Okay. Really weren't worth that much. Oh, in America, you mean? In the world. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> or in Russia. Anywhere. Apparently, really? the Kremlin would just declare how much the ruble was worth, but the oh. rest of the world was like, sure, Jan. Okay, <laughs> sure, whatever. They're mostly decorative. Yeah. <laughs> this is wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I did my whole ceiling in them. Oh, I made a craft book out of those. 
<laughs> it's worth four dollars. <laughs> that was ten thousand rubles. <laughs> yep. I know four dollars. <laughs> Um, if that wasn't bad enough, you also couldn't take rubles out of the nation. Oh, they were super heavy. Each ruble was 17 pounds. <laughs> That's how they did it. I have the most rubles, but I cannot leave. <laughs> no, it won't. not even one ruble fits into my carry-on. That's terrible. <laughs> so, enter the bartering. Okay, now I'm starting to see how, like, <laughs> you know, military equipment was used to pay for shit. So... First, Pepsi and the USSR would exchange beverages. Oh. Pepsi would give the USSR Pepsi, obviously. Sure. <laughs> Can you imagine if they I, gave them I, Coke? I was ready for a twist, though, I tell you. <laughs> Pepsi would give them Coke. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and be like, it's a taste test. <laughs> it's new Coke. Um, <laughs> and then the USSR would give Pepsi Stoli Vodka. Pepsi in exchange for vodka. Yeah. They paid in vodka? Now, did Pepsi then sell the vodka, or did they just... So, the 80s... Like, how do you make money on that? Do you just console yourself by drinking? (laughs) (laughs) I've given away all my product, but thank God I can get drunk. (laughs) I mean, it was a different time, sure. They gave them cigarettes, too. Kendall's like... They consumed them all in the office. Kendall's like, I'm such a bad businessman. I don't listen to my bosses, and I just give away my products for booze. Um, oh, man, I gave them 300 tons of Pepsi, and all I got were these magic beans. <laughs> beans, beans, the magic beans. <laughs> so the 80s were a great time for Pepsi and the USSR. And for Coke, but not that Coke. <laughs> <laughs> the Russians were drinking about $1 billion of Pepsi every year. and But they were only paying in vodka for it. <laughs> the Americans were loving themselves some Stoli. Ah, so I okay. So, is it that they made a deal to distribute Stoli so that that Pepsi would be paid for when Stoli was sold? Basically, they exchanged the products, and then Pepsi just sold the Stoli and kept the money. Okay, so they just had a distribution deal for Stoli, basically. Sort of, except Stoli wasn't seeing any of that money. Oh, okay. Russia literally traded the two things. Okay, and then said you can sell it when on, yeah. on your end. Okay, yeah. cool. So, quote from BBC.com, quote. Bartering is one of the oldest ways of doing business in the world. The exchange of goods and services predates the use of money and is believed to have developed in the first human societies. Today, bartering is usually associated with countries in turmoil. Hmm. Oh, interesting. So, countries in turmoil like the USSR, Mm -hmm. it's constantly in turmoil. I mean, from day one, they were like, we don't know what we're doing, but we killed the czar and now we don't get bread. (laughs) <laughs> but if you happen to have some uh, manure, I'll trade you. <laughs> and then they were like, have you heard there's a rumor in St. Petersburg? I love Anastasia. What's that for? Oh, okay. Got it. So they broke into song all the time. So they weren't that in turmoil, apparently. Heart, don't fail me now. Courage, I... don't desert me. How do you not know this musical? Don't I don't know Anastasia at all. I'm so upset. I was obsessed with Anastasia growing up. I literally watched every fucking movie about this bitch. Okay, but we've already established that, you know, you're pretty messed up. Um, She's a princess that's in hiding. And so were you. I get it. I mean, I understand. I was never in hiding. I just didn't know myself. <laughs> I, t- I am surprised because that's actually my story of my youth. But all right. That you were Anastasia? Well, I was a princess in hiding. Oh. So I should have known that, so- that 
you know, show better. Yes, you should have. And um, sorry. don't look them up because I will um, absolutely do an episode on them since you don't know them well enough. Fantastic. And I am sad about that. Um, but we're going to fix it. Uh, oh, I'm sorry for giving you an episode topic. <laughs> it's going to take me weeks, though. I'm going to have to really get into it because, like, uh-huh. I have to fuck everyone up with that. It's a really good story, but it will fuck you up. Great. Spoilers in advance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. All right. So Russia's in turmoil. They're they're bartering things. They don't have stuff. But what they have is vodka. Right. Okay. But we have nothing but our despair. And this vodka. And this vodka. We consider the vodka to be part of our despair. It helps us get through it. It keeps us in it. It's a lose-lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Everything's going great, right? Sounds like it. They got Pepsi. We got vodka. But then... The... Ain't we got fun. <laughs> we got trouble. Right here in <laughs> capital P and that rhymes with Pepsi. <laughs> oh, no. But then the Soviet-Afghan war began. Ah, uh, sure. And as a war. result... What is it good for? Americans decided to boycott all Russian things. Oh, darn. They're like, please don't kill Afghanistan. Times changed. They, yeah, they sure did. <laughs> yeah, and like, until we can get there and do it. <laughs> I'm going to kindly ask you to stop killing people. That's kind of our job. Thank you. Yeah. Hi. Hi, it's America. Hi. I was wondering if you could just get out of Afghanistan because we kind of want to kill them later. It really hurts our colonizing if you have already colonized it. It does. It does. It really puts a damper on our plans. Yeah. Why are you capitalist pigs talking to us? Yeah, we're, we really want to protect pipeline. I mean, Afghanistan. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. So. Now, vodka was worthless. Oh, dear. And Pepsi was like, no. No, 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 You may not have Pepsi in exchange for worthless alcohol. Uh-huh. That's, that'll teach you to go to war. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Bad Russia. So the USSR was like, I have to get my fix. <laughs> but we've been drinking it for 14 years. We're fucking addicted to it. <laughs> what can we give you? <laughs> and Pepsi What is of value to you Americans? How about weapons? <laughs> and the USSR was like, wait, I know. I know what you want. I have brilliant plan. <laughs> Let me give you seventeen old submarines we have lying around and a couple of warships. Oh my god. <laughs> well sure, to be fair, submarines and warships not that much use in Afghanistan. <laughs> so Pepsi would trade their magic drink for the 17 subs, a cruiser, a destroyer, and a frigate. Basically, okay. an S&M scene. Yeah, completely. <laughs> and, like, well done, Pepsi, on standing on your morals. Okay, that's good. Good job. You don't want to do business with a, a country that America doesn't like anymore because they're going to war needlessly. So take their fucking... Military equipment and sell it off yourself. Good job. Quote from businessinsider.com. Quote, the historical exchange caused Pepsi to become the sixth most powerful military in the world for a moment <laughs> before they sold the fleet to a Swedish company for scrap recycling. But you absolutely know they put in a call to Coke in between. <laughs> How many <laughs> ships like, do you have? Yeah. <laughs> 
Because I've got 17 submarines that are pointed at you. They're like, bring, 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 bring. Uh, uh, hello? Hey, is this Coke? Uh, yeah, it's Coke, yeah. Yeah, my battleship's that? bigger than yours, bitch. Click. Mm. Uh, Janet, Janet, who was that? <laughs> it was Kendall, sir. <laughs> well, I don't even have a battleship. <laughs> he knows, sir. That's why he called. Janet, look into getting battleships. <laughs> And that's how that's how the um, arms race between Coke and Pepsi <laughs> exploded. Oh my god! I just fucking love the fact that yes, historically Pepsi was the sixth most powerful military in the world for a moment. That's amazing. It's and it's also amazing that the Cola Wars didn't like break out an actual fucking war <laughs> at that point. So Kendall would actually joke to George H. W. Bush's national security advisor Brent Scowcroft, quote. We're disarming the Soviet Union faster than you are. (laughs) (laughs) And he accompanied it with this sound. That tea is piping hot, honey. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) But I just like the fact that, like, not only did he read them for not doing their job, but he's not wrong. He basically is like. No, he's not wrong. (laughs) No, because we America, the country, had to wait until they blew up a ship to, to like dismantle it. But the best part is, and Pepsi's making money on the deal. I know it's great. they're like, not only are we selling our product and making money, but we're making the world safer. You're welcome, basic yeah. bitch. I love. Okay, you know, props to Pepsi for finding a way toward disarmament. You know, <laughs> even though it was capitally driven. So. After that sale, or barter, however you want to call it, Pepsi would then get a handful of oil tanker. Why can't I speak all of a sudden? Oil tanker? (laughs) 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 I'm definitely Kendall's like three-year-old daughter came in and be like, I have oil tankers. <laughs> Please don't cut that. You can. I accept that you can have that in there. That's too good. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> so, after the sale or barter, whichever you want to call it, Pepsi mm-hmm. would then get a handful of oil tankers. Oh. <laughs> and and they also put in for more sh- battleships too. I think that they like from Russia. Yeah, from Russia. Oh. God. Um, so they're Russian oil tankers, <laughs> or, or oral tankles. <laughs> or oil or, or, or tankles. <laughs> they ended up uh, using the oil tankers to actually make money for Pepsi by leasing them to a Norwegian company. This is crazy. Like, Russia is fucking addicted to Pepsi at this point. <laughs> like, you, feel, I feel like they're like some fucking junkie who's like selling <laughs> off the family car to support their gambling habit or whatever. You need an oven? I can give you an oven. <laughs> exactly. Like, you you know, you could have Odessa. We don't like it very much. Yeah, take it. The Black Sea, yours. <laughs> Ukraine, well, we don't need it right now. We don't need it. We'll need it later. <laughs> <laughs> but not now. That's who they annexed it back from. Oh, from Pepsi. <laughs> from Pepsi. So, all right. During this time, Pepsi was also able to start having Pepsi plants in the USSR, which I think was cutting the cost of manufacturing, etc. There was a little bit of um, confusion over this, so we're just going to say that that's why, and that they were now like able to manufacture Pepsi in Russia and then bring it to like the U.S., All right, so now I know how they got the Russian water. Now. (laughs) I want to know how they did it in 1959. I haven't forgotten. Well, then Doctor Who went to them, and they went back in time together with the (laughs) Russian Pepsi. 
Makes perfect sense. So, all right. Pepsi is now living the good life. Sure. They get in Russia. They're getting all these ships. I mean, they yeah, they're they're a military power. They're making uh, money. That's nearly that's unrivaled by any other company. <laughs> and most countries. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Pepsi is now worldwide. Sure. Enter 1990. Oh, hello. The boycott was over. Oh, fantastic. I think anyway. So Pepsi and the USSR. Well, the war was, so yeah. <laughs> Pepsi and the USSR decided to have a chat and they would make a $3 billion deal. Okay. For actual money? So Pepsi was supposed to make $3 billion off of this. After all of the exchanges, they were going to be like $3 billion richer. Okay. So vodka's in again. Oh, sure. Pepsi's like, I'm going to give you all this Pepsi. You're going to give me all this vodka and other stuff because now we know that anything's on the table because you're desperate. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. In addition to that, Pepsi now owned Pizza Hut. And they're like, hey, Russia, I know you've been enjoying (laughs) Pepsi. Maybe you want to enjoy some Pizza Hut. Uh, I love it. I, yeah, well, I mean, yes, yes. Uh, you, once you're addicted to Pepsi, Pizza Hut is not far behind. It's it. totally like, hey, I know you like that fine pot, but have you tried heroin? <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. Pepsi's a fucking international drug dealer. <laughs> so but Pepsi is like, we, we should call them Pepsi the Jackal. <laughs> so basically, it was a win-win for Pepsi. Sure. Pepsi gets rich. The USSR mm-hmm. gets sugar highs and Tooth clogged decay. arteries from pizza. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love that Pepsi's playing the long game here. It's like, I know, we'll kill them slowly like we're doing to us. Killing him slowly with pizza. With pizza hut, yes. <laughs> Killing him slowly with pop. <laughs> Killing them slowly with tooth decay. <laughs> Diabetes. Obesity. You're dead now. <laughs> we win. Pepsi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I fucking love that song. Thank you for going on that journey with me. Of course, absolutely. We're basically the Fugees, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> it was the Soviet Union. What was that? We're the Bee Gees now. Oh my god! I think we're the B fifty two. B fifty two. I'm pretty sure that was the B fifty two. I don't know. I wasn't alive. <laughs> For those trying to keep up, yes, we were the Fujis and then the Bee Gees, but not really. We were the B fifty two. It was the Soviet Union. <laughs> Warship busted. Pizza Hut. Okay. Pizza Hut. <laughs> It's okay. super crunchy. Right. <laughs> okay, come back to me. Okay. Come back to me, Jason. <laughs> so, all right, everything's great, right? Pepsi's like, we are getting people left and right. The USSR is like, I love capitalist food. Yeah. So 1990's great. But then 1991 happened. Yeah. The uh, end of communism there. The right? fall or of not, the yeah. Soviet Union. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Well, I was... Definitely alive for that. I one. was two, but I was six. Yeah, yeah, I was also six. I don't. Hmm. I don't feel like that was honest. Six hundred. <laughs> 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 oh, oh boy. All right. 
<laughs> you are not 600. You're just a bad at took math. a little too much joy in that. A little. Well, you, 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 you handed me that joy. So mm. anyway. You're welcome. Just like that, Pepsi's $3 billion deal was gone. Mm. As if a bottle of Pepsi had been dropped and then the glass shattered and the liquid spilled all over the gross floor of a Pepsi plant. Wow, the metaphor is really taking me. It wasn't like when another company buys up another company and then it's like, hey, we now have to honor the deal. It was like, we're free now and fuck you all who dealt with our oppressors. It was over, gone. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they, it's very hard to pick up the pieces. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, the 80s were a high time for Pepsi. The 90s are not looking to be so good. <laughs> If that wasn't bad enough, Pepsi lost their ability to get cheap glass bottles from Belarus, and they couldn't get cheap mozzarella from Lithuania for their precious Pizza Hut. Well, shit. I mean, shit is really going downhill for Pepsi. It was a literal shit show. Literal. Literal. Shit was flying around left and right. Wow. You know. Yeah, well, it was, you know, it, it was a bloodless coup, <laughs> but it wasn't a shitless coup. You've heard of Sharknado. Yeah. This was a shit NATO. Wow. But just at the Pepsi plant. <laughs> so the deal that they had would eventually be Frankenstein back together, but they now needed to deal with 15 different nations. Yeesh. Because all of the things that the USSR would help them with were all these different nations, right? Right. And all the nations wanted their fair share of the money. They're like, oh, crap. I'm not a communist anymore. That means you got to pay me, bitch. Oh, man. They're just ruining everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Freedom ruins everything. That's the moral we can take from this story. They're like, you know what? If I'm going to get your drugs, you're going to pay me. It's no longer free. Wait, you're going to take my drugs and I'm going to pay you? That's, this is a shitty deal for that's me. That's right. <laughs> the tables oh, have turned. I really liked the old communist system. <laughs> And uh, remember how Pepsi had a monopoly? Yeah, and they're sad that they sold the warships because they could have been used for some <laughs> leverage right about now. Uh, well, the monopoly went out the window, too, and Coca-Cola yeah. was like, hey, Russia girl, time to get drinking. Yeah, totally. It's like, oh, McDonald's. This is McDonald's comes in now, and everybody else, they flood the area. Yep. Sure. Oh, and Pepsi's market share goes from 100% to, like, less than that. So Pepsi was like... Hell no, you won't, Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> quote from... How'd it go for you in America? Quote from atlasobscura.com, quote, Among other marketing strategies, it launched a giant replica Pepsi can up to the Mir space station for a commercial and uh, erected two iconic billboards over bustling Pushkin Square in Moscow. Okay. They're like... I mean, they're trying hard now. They're like, don't forget us. Yeah. Now they actually have to try instead of being the only game in town. Like, although I think the advantage is they got Russians completely addicted to Pepsi. Well, first. none Oops. of their strategies worked and Coke would take over Russia quickly. The Russians were like, mm. oh, this was shoe wax. Coke is great. <laughs> Turns out Coke is much better. <laughs> Why did I not bring this to exhibition? This, yeah, exactly. This entire story could have been just could have been solved if Coke had just had a booth. <laughs> just would have never have happened. So, part of the reason that Coke took over was that Coke was new and exciting. Yep. It would literally be the only time that new Coke would be a hit. Wow. Get it? Because it's new. It's still old Coke, but it's new to them. Get it? 
I get it. It was so good. I know. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. And ashamed. So, Pepsi is still big in Russia. Let's be clear. It's just not as okay. big. All right. Pepsi clear? I don't know. Pepsi. Let's be Pepsi clear. Ah, let's be crystal clear. <laughs> Quote from Atlas Obscura. Quote, Kendall, who had since retired, lamented that the Soviet Union had essentially gone out of business. Uh, um, <laughs> wow, we I was I was worried that we were going to get through this episode without an arch villain, but thank you. So, Kendall. However, the fact that he might be retired, Kendall did receive the Russian Order of Friendship Medal from Putin as a symbol of thanks for being an influence in business in the USSR. Okay, great. So, this arch enemy got uh, a medal from a different arch enemy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, they gathered around some glowing orb and exchanged medals. <laughs> okay, what is the bright side? <sighs> well, it's wrong of me to say it, but the bright side for me is that Pepsi was taken down several notches after <laughs> after the, the good, yummy drink came in. <laughs> so, yes, that's a good one. Also, first, Pepsi didn't actually attempt to become a superpower with those ships, all right? It could have gotten real ugly. What are they gonna do? Take over? Take over? Whatever? Some some satellite Russians? Like, I don't fucking Republic. know. I, they could have taken over some small country and been like, "This land is now Pepsi," and that would have set a precedence wow. for all businesses. And I'm not having it. That's true. I mean, I'm I'm glad that that yes, Pepsi did not come become an actual military force. Uh, I suppose. Although it'd be kind of fun to visit Pepsi Land. Ba da ba ba ba. Not having it. Pfft. That's McDonald's. I know, but I just, they don't have Pepsi, <laughs> so it works. Oh, perfect. Also, on that note about the ships, Pepsi actually did some good by getting rid of some of the USSR's power. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the, although it was ships that the USSR was willing to give up. So yeah, they were old. They were going to fall apart. One, yeah. yeah. One has to wonder how effective they were going to be anyway. But if a war did break out, they were going to use them. It's not like they're going to be like, we can't use this. Sure. If if I agree, if a war broke out and the way to win was count how many ships you had, <laughs> then Russia, then Pepsi really helped the war effort. Oh boy, I have fifteen. Ha ha! I have sixteen. Oh no, I have fourteen after that sale. Oh no. <laughs> um. Also, this episode is proof that even though we might not like everyone, you know that people have similar wants and needs, etc. Like I don't necessarily like. The leaders of Russia, but they do mm -hmm. enjoy a uh, soft drink. Russians. They're just like us. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was trying to bridge a gap because I often get annoyed with Russia's anti-gayness and that was my one attempt. So. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, we, you know, there is little that brings people together, like sharing a meal together. Yes. You know, and what is a meal without something to wash it down? And that's where Pepsi came in. Yes. Yes. So thank you, Pepsi, for, you know, being an international ambassador for peace. Still don't think it was for peace, but it's okay. I mean, he made money. Good for you, Kendall. Yeah. So that's sweet. And the other br too sweet, in fact. <laughs> the other bright side <laughs> is that Mike Bowers gave us an awesome topic. It's funny. We love Mike Bowers. This was a funny, fun episode. I had a good time. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Mike, uh, for another wonderful topic episode. Uh, you're really, you really have come through for us. Yes. And I, I, I no longer want to ship you to a Soviet country. I, in exchange for one of their citizens. I wasn't aware that that was something you wanted to do. Well, I don't want to anymore, so it's fine. Hmm. Mike, you can stay. That's our show. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week. See ya. And thanks again. We love you, Mom. Love you, Mom. Bye. Bye. In Soviet Russia, Pepsi drinks you. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BrightsideKNJ and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the Bright, bright Side. side.